stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going solo to talk about finding fun in your investing. Isn't it supposed to be fun? The meme stocks were fun. We have to we have to hand them that. That was fun while that was going on during COVID. The cryptocurrencies were pretty fun, at least the first, you know, bit of time, not so much fun recently. But there's not as much fun in 2022 as stocks are down for the year. And even the meme stocks, those have been up and down and kind of around, but even those have kind of lost their steam. But there still can be fun in investing, even with these market conditions. So I'm on Twitter. If you haven't followed me over there, you should because I'm posting these podcasts there. I post stock ideas. Um, do a little bit on housing over there. There's just everything going on on the Twitter feed. And it's just my name at, at Tracy, T-R-A-C-E-Y. I have the E in there, E-Y. And then my last name, Reinick, R-Y-N-I-E-C. So follow me over there. But I follow a lot of people in finance on my Twitter feed. And recently, the Twitter algorithm has been showing me these tweets of dividend investors. And of course, I've been liking these tweets on dividend investing. And so the algorithm is like, hey, she likes this content. We're going to give her some more of these. So they keep showing me these dividend tweets. So apparently, there's this whole Twitter community devoted to stock dividends. I was kind of unaware of this because I'm not the dividend specialist here at Saks, even though I do like dividends. And uh, some of my portfolios end up owning, you know, big dividend pairs, but I haven't really, you know, devoted myself to what's going on in that community that much. And but now I've discovered it. And so there's this whole community out there. And if you hashtag obviously dividend, <laughs> then you will find it through that. Or I saw div twit, D-I-V T-W-I-T is also one of the hashtags. So put one of those in and you'll find some of these dividend obsessed people tweeting out about their dividends. But I'm saying that in a good way. It's actually kind of fun to see what their tweets are, especially this year, because dividend yields are looking pretty good. So it just came across as a lot of fun, a lot of their tweets that they're sending out right now. And that's in stark contrast to what's happening in some of these other areas that I mentioned, the memes, the stocks in general, um, housing, cryptos, a lot of that's not so fun. And there's a lot of doom and gloom over there. But the dividend payout people are killing it and they're rocking it right now. So some of those Tweets are, you know, discussions about their uh, recent payouts, and they own a lot of these blue chip stocks that tend to report around the same time. So there was a flurry of tweets saying, oh, I got, you know, the payout from XYZ and it was $120 or whatever it was. And then some of the other tweets were like, um, I'm just going to read a couple of them. We're like, I started dividend investing five years ago and just hit my first $1,000 or from twenty dollars to $12,000 in five years, or I'm averaging $412 a month now. 
And these are like very optimistic tweets, right? Um, many acknowledge they aren't quitting their day jobs just yet. Uh, obviously, if you're making $412 a month, you're probably not doing so. But this is their quote unquote free money. It's passive. It just comes into your account because you're a shareholder. You own these businesses. They're making money and they're paying it back to you. So the $12, a, uh, $412 a month, that kind of puts the lottery to shame, right? Uh, all the ones, you know, I played the scratch offs. I played all these games and I kind of celebrate if I get even like a $50 scratch off. That's pretty good. And I don't get that very often. And this is $412 a month for this one person. Um, and that's, you know, without doing anything, they're just getting that. That's on average because, again, most companies pay quarterly, although there are a few that do pay out monthly, but most are quarterly. But there's still two things you should know before we get super excited about the wonders of dividends is that um, if you have the dividends in a taxable account, you're going to pay taxes on these payouts every year. If they're in the non-taxable account, like an IRA or your Roth, then you don't pay the taxes on it each year. It just kind of sits in there and accumulates. So keep that in mind. There are taxes. Also, it takes time and effort to get those dividends to work for you. So as some of the tweets said, I went from $20 to $12,000 in five years. You have to start somewhere, and usually the payouts are really small, unless you have a lot of cash to just put in. So unlike the lottery, where I can just you know give them my five or ten dollars and get that scratch off, I have to put real money in to get the payment. So for example, a lot of dividend investors on Twitter were recently talking about 3M. So that's ticker MMM. It's yielding 4.8% right now, and the payout is $5.96 for the year. It last paid it out on August 19th. It paid $1.49 on August 19th because it's a quarterly dividend. So if I owned 100 shares of 3M, that would have paid me $149. That's a nice payout because that's just for the quarter, remember. Or with the 100 shares, I'm getting $596 for the year. But 100 shares right now at current prices of the shares would cost me $12,275. So I still have to put in the $12,275 to get my $596 this year. But that's what takes the time. That's why a lot of these tweets from these dividend investors talk about how they're three years in or five years in, and this is now what they've been able to grow the dividend up to because they are slowly dollar cost averaging. They're buying more shares. Some of them said they were buying monthly of the shares in order to get the more shares to get the bigger dividend payout, if that makes any sense. Also, when you get the dividend payout, you can also buy more shares with that. So I may, if I got that dividend payout in August of 3M, my $149 may have gone back in to reinvest. And the shares are around $122 right now. This is in September. So it's a number of weeks past. 
but let's say I could get a little over a, another share if I reinvest that, a share and a little bit more, um, a share and a quarter it would have given me. So I'm adding more shares with it. So at today's current prices, reinvesting, I would get another 4.85 shares this year at the $122. And if that held, that means next year I'm going to generate another $28 in dividends. Those nearly five shares will give me another $28. Now that might sound kind of small and paltry. Eh, who cares? 28 bucks. But again, that's just going into one year. This adds up at that 4.8% yield if it continues to be reinvested and um, you are then compounding that money and those shares every time uh, you get the next payout. So a 4.8% dividend is very generous and you'll really see it compounding even in say two years or so. You'll see, hey, I have a few more shares than I thought I did in that account. And oh, I'm getting a bigger payout than I remember getting. Um, but you'll really see it on a 4.8 in the five-year period. This is why it's fun. This is why their tweets are so hopeful and energetic because it's fun to get these payouts to watch it grow, even if they're small amounts, and then to see it compound on each other in just a few years. In tough times, however, Hopefully, the companies that you're invested in can still pay out this dividend, and you're still seeing the cash coming in even during these tough times. So let's talk about the safety of the dividend. And I'm putting like safety in quotes, right? Because everybody, they'll tweet at me if I tweet out about a stock that has a big dividend yield, like how safe is this, Tracy? Well, there's nothing that's 100% safe, right? Nothing. We should have learned that from the Great Recession when long-term investors all owned these banks that had been in business for 100 years, had never cut their dividend or suspended it, and suddenly the bank is going under, and not only do you lose the dividend, you lost everything. So there is no such thing as 100% safety in stock investing. But there's some companies that have paid for long periods of time that at least have a track record. So you can look at that and see that they are committed to the dividend as long as the business is doing okay, right? So 3M, for example, that I just mentioned, they've paid dividends without interruption for 100 years, they say. That means they haven't suspended it if it's without interruption. And that's impressive. So think about 100 years back. That's 1922. That includes the World War II period and the Great Depression period, they were paying out a dividend apparently during all of those hardships. They were paying out, you know, in the 1970s and the, that bad market and, you know, bear markets in the economy and recession in the 1970s. That means they paid it out in the Great Recession when a lot of companies did that. And that means they paid it out when COVID hit, which many companies also um, suspended during. So that's impressive. It may not mean they've raised it every year. That's another parameter you can look at. 
And those are usually like the dividend aristocrats is what they're called. Um, and those are ones that continue to pay it out and have raised it. But it's still impressive if they're just paying it for that amount of time. So as I said, there's no guarantees. Look at Disney, for example. It paid dividends for decades. COVID hit, it suspended it, and it hasn't returned it, has not resumed. So there's still a risk when you're relying on the dividend. And that's why I encourage diversity in the portfolio. Don't just buy one big dividend payer and be like, oh, this is going to be all my income. Uh, no, <laughs> have it split it up. So in case something happens in that industry or with that business in particular, then you still have uh, something going with some other positions and other holdings. Uh, but this is also why people like to live on the blue chips. You know, they like to invest in those because they do have the history of paying it out like 3M, but Disney did have the history too, and that didn't work out so well. But they're mostly are dedicated to the dividend. These older companies that have been around a long time, they do take pride in putting out that they have paid out, you know, 100 years and never uh, suspended it, no interruptions. That is an amazing track record, and they do take it seriously. Uh, so one thing to look out for as well, not just whether or not it's safe and they're paying it out, is can they pay it out? <laughs> um, so you really don't want to buy a company where the dividend payout is above what their earnings are, because then obviously you have to ask, how long can this go on? Now, sometimes you do get these cyclical companies like uh, the commodity plays and whatnot, where the earnings will be uh, huge at some particular point, but then they plunge down for a number of years. A lot of these companies continue to pay their dividend. They may not raise it or do anything with it in those years, but they continue to pay it even in the down years because they have some cash reserves and they know that the cycle will rebound back and then they'll be earning above it again. And so some of those are like the big oils, like the Exxon's and Chevron's. They basically continued to pay all those dividends even during the dark times, the down years, and, um, you know, that they did, they continue to pay it. But it's always still a little dubious to me. I do get nervous even owning the big oils. And there were questions about big oil a couple of years ago, and even during the COVID downturn, whether or not those dividends would be suspended as well. So keep that in mind. Um, it, it is a way to look and see if it's a warning sign. So let's look at at 3M. So they're paying $5.96 this year to all shareholders. That's per share. And this year they're expected to make, the Zach's consensus says they're expected to make $10.42. So that looks like they're pretty easily covering that big dividend there this year. And it's not in any quote unquote danger, at least from the earnings as they look right now. But the earnings can change. The economy can change, and so that's always something to keep in mind as well. But it's not—it's not even close right here, so that's good to see. So it's going to take you time to develop a portfolio that is paying you a thousand dollars a year, or ten thousand dollars a year, or even more. That's why 
the people on dividend Twitter, div twit, are tweeting out these big milestones. So even to make $1,000 a year from your portfolio is pretty darn good. You could make more than half of it if you just own 3M. Um, that's the $596 you would get. But again, you you had to put in $12,000 already to get that. So you do have to have a pretty considerable portfolio to hit these milestones because not everybody is paying out at 4.8%. You may get 2.8% or even 2%. And it's much more difficult to get up there at like an 8% yield or something along those lines. But dividends are fun. I've gotten a payout as low as 10 bucks before. And I'm still excited to get it. I do kind of laugh when they send me the check, like, you know, when it shows up in my account, like, oh, $10. And then if the stock is like over $100, I'm getting, you know, barely any part of a share, but it does reinvest it. It does buy a partial share with my $10. It seems kind of crazy, but it does add up if you stick with it long enough. And it's been my experience that it does take at least two to three years before you start to see the impacts of the dividends. Like, and I'm talking about if you're reinvesting all the dividends and then you just kind of go over to your account and you look at it, you know, once a year or or whatnot. And then you're like, oh, wow, I can't believe how many shares I have of XYZ or what it's doing. Uh, But it's really around the five-year time period, as I said earlier, where you really start to see the power of compounding. Even if the dividend is yielding only like 2%, you really start to see um, the number of shares rising quicker because, again, the compounding takes uh, takes over <laughs> and it starts to do its thing. The longer you own, the more the compounding does its thing. So I haven't yet gotten to any of my big dividend payers in my own personal portfolio that are at the 10-year mark yet. I want to say, let's see, I'm at like six or seven years with my biggest like dividend pair. I do own a lot of the energy stocks, um, as I've talked about on the podcast, for as long as 20 years. But they did suspend some of their dividends. They weren't Exxon. And so they did suspend the dividend um, during the dark times and and uh, we're paying almost nothing. Some of them were paying just like one cent to give it back and like not have zero. But pretty much it was dark times for much of that period. So I didn't see the power of compounding really with the dividends over all that time. So so right now is kind of when I'm going to see more of the power of the compounding. And so the next question I know you're going to have for me is, how do you find these top dividend stocks? How do you know what to buy? So Zax does have a bunch of screens in its uh, more premium screens with the top ranked stocks in there and, you know, dividend growth and all of that. So, of course, I went over there just to kind of see what they were doing. I've run some of these on recent podcasts, too. So one of the screens has dividends of 5% or more and a history of increasing the dividend does have the top rank of number one, which is the strong buys or number two buys. And running that screen, I got 29 stocks. That's pretty good, over 5% with the top rank. I was surprised. Many were REITs, which is a real estate investment trust. So you're owning some kind of real estate if it's a REIT, 
And be warned, there's a different tax implications with owning REITs. So talk to your financial advisor um, about what the difference is. You might want to own some of those in your non-taxable or tax-deferred accounts. And so keep that in mind. But a lot of these were REITs. Some were commodities and some were banks. Uh, there were a few just kind of normal, so, so-called so normal companies thrown in there. So I picked out a couple of them to take a look at. I really didn't want to do the REITs because those are a little more complicated. Um, so I only picked out four. And then I'm going to talk about a fifth one that I've talked about on the prior podcasts about dividends, just because it kind of wraps up what, what we've been talking about um, all, all of this episode. So let's dive in. The first stock was Northwest Bank Shares. I was kind of intrigued about what banks were on here. This is ticker N as in Nancy, W, B as in boy, I, N-W-B-I. And they're paying 5.6%. Their PE right now is 13. They're paying 80 cents a year. And their current year earnings are expected to be $1.08, but that should be rising for next year, given the Fed raising their rates. So they are covering the dividend here. They There's several Northwest Bank kind of names out there. So be warned if you go to look this one up. <laughs> I had to be careful. I was like, is this it? No, I don't think this is it. I think it's this other one. So I'm pretty sure that this one is the one that's in Pennsylvania, New York, Indiana, and Ohio and not the one in Idaho. But keep that in mind, like I said, uh, do do your diligence, make sure you have the right bank, right? Um, so this one's paying 5.6% right here, Northwest Bank Shares, NWBI. The second stock I pulled off the list was an oldie, an oldie but goodie, Xerox. It's still around, XRX is the ticker. X is an X-ray, R is in Robert, X. Dividend is yielding 6%, so that's impressive. PE of 14.6. I went to go look at the estimates and to make sure they could cover this. So they're paying out a dollar a year. Their earnings estimates are only for $1.14. That's real tight for me. That's a little too tight for my blood. I'm not sure that that dividend is going to hold at that, just from my own perspective. Um, it's cutting a little, a little too close. They got a lot of people to pay for expenses, other things, right? Don't you think? I would think so. So a little dubious there, but um, if you want to take another look, this one is Xerox XRX. Then we're switching over to, to energy with Enterprise Products Partners. Many of you on Twitter tweet this one at me all the time when I talk about uh dividend payers because they are one of the big dividend payers that everybody likes to own, especially those in retirement who are looking just to get the income. So the ticker is E as in Edward, P as in Paul, D as in David, EPD. Their yield right now is 7.1% and they're paying out what they call a distribution of $1.90 per year. Now, this is a partnership. So this one, like the REITs, has a little bit different tax implications. So you want to be aware of that and what kind of account you're owning it in so that you can reduce your tax liability with it. So consult your financial advisor on anything that's a partnership as well. This one trades with a pretty low PE of 10.7 
And they are not big oil. They are not like an Exxon or a Chevron. They are midstream energy. And what does that mean? That means they're transporting the energy around, the natural gas, the natural gas liquids, the oil, the refined products, the petrochemicals. They have uh, transportation, storage, they gather, they process it. So they're in the middle of it. So they're not uh, exploring and producing it, but and they're also not selling it at the end. They are moving it around. Think of it that way. So this area, pretty consistent on the dividends. That's why so many people like it so much. And it always has paid these higher yields. You don't get as much share appreciation, although recently the shares have been moving higher. But um, so right now, it's actually kind of the golden age for it because you're getting both share appreciation plus this big distribution coming out. Uh, But, you know, uh, do your due diligence on any of these. But Enterprise Products Partners is one of the big favorites of the dividend community. And then the fourth one out of this screen is TFS Financial Corp. Its ticker is T as in Tom, F as in Frank, S as in Sam, L as in Larry. It's got that L at the end. TFSL. It's like a tongue twister. And they're a holding company for Third Federal Savings and Loan in Cleveland, founded in 1938. Dividend is yielding. 7.9%. It says they're paying out $1.13, but they're only expected to make 26 cents this year. So I'm a little confused. I'm a little scared about what might be going on there. So that's also something if you see a company with a a really outsized dividend yield, and I would consider anything over 6 or 7% to be pretty outsized up there. Make sure you're doing your due diligence and going in. Have they paid this? How long have they paid this for? How will they pay it going into the future? As I mentioned earlier, um, I like to have you know an uh, a decent cushion when I'm buying the dividends, but that's just me. So keep that in mind when you're looking at any of these. Uh, as I mentioned, same with Xerox, right? So keep that in mind. And then a fifth kind of bonus stock that I have talked about before and a place where you can find the bigger dividend yields right now is in big pharmaceutical. So for many years, that's been the area, the go-to for dividend investors because it was so consistent and the payouts did happen every year um, without fail for the most part because of their industry. And then they kind of went out of favor. They're not as owned as much anymore because they've underperformed the market for the last basically 20 years. But I do like the groups if you're looking for those dividend yields. So the one I just picked out, we've talked about it before, is Pfizer, ticker PFE. Their third quarter dividend was their 335th consecutive quarterly dividend. So remember, quarterly, it's only four times a year. So I can't even do the math, but you know it's over 75 years consecutively. Again, they're not saying they've raised it every year, but they have paid it out through the ups and the downs. You're getting it, and it's yielding 3.4% right now. That's pretty nice um, for any company, and I'm I'm liking it if it's over three for sure. Now they're paying a dollar sixty a year right now. 
they're expected to make in earnings $6.54 this year. So that's a nice little cushion in there. I'm not too concerned that they're not going to pay that. They're trading only at seven times earnings. So the market's kind of uh, rejecting a lot of these big pharma stocks right here, even with the dividend yields. So might provide an opportunity. Also, a few things to keep in mind about dividends is you can't just buy it the day before they're going to pay out the dividend and get the dividend. No, you'll often see in their dividend announcement on their website that there is a date you have to buy it and it's like shareholders of record date. And then they say, you know, it will be paid to shareholders on the second date. So there's two dates. And the first one you need to be concerned about if you are uh, buying into the stock and want to get that dividend payout is the shareholders of record date, which basically means what it says. You have to own the stock as of that date to get the dividend. But that's a little tricky too, because it's not quite that clear cut. There is a, a an issue when you buy a stock of the trade actually clearing at your broker and it has to go through this the the uh, trade has to clear and that takes at least three days usually usually at least three days but it can be even a little bit longer so i encourage people to buy you know numerous days ahead of the shareholder date of record as much as five or six or if you want to really be safe seven trading days before just to make sure you get it because i've had a couple of situations where i've tried to buy you know within three days before and my trade did not clear and so i did not get the dividends so this is just a little technical detail you have to be aware of if you're going to be a dividend investor. But for everyone else, if you're already in the trade, um, you don't really care about shareholder of record date because you already are that. And then you get paid out on the payout date. You'll see it in your account usually on that date, but sometimes the next morning it'll show up in there. It depends on the company, how efficient they are. So. Um, keep those things in mind. Also, a variable dividend, which we're seeing a lot of commodity companies paying right now, especially oil, the energies are paying this thing called a variable dividend. Those are separate from the normal uh, quarterly dividend. And those normally are not reinvested by many of the brokers. So if you have, if you check the box on there when you buy a stock that, yes, I want these dividends reinvested, it'll reinvest those quarterly dividends without any issues. It just does it automatically. But these variable dividends, it doesn't understand that and it doesn't consider that to be the quarterly dividend because it's not. And so it just, the cash will come in and it does nothing. So keep that in mind too. If you want those dividends reinvested, you have to manually go in and do it yourself. So something to keep in mind for those energy companies that are paying those variable dividends. Um, EPD is not one of them, but a lot of the big uh, production uh, producers are paying these variables like Pioneer Natural Resources, um, EOG resources, some of them are paying these separate variables. So keep that in mind. So if this all sounds complicated, 
you might think, oh, why would I want to do any of this? But it's not really that complicated. They do make it fairly easy nowadays. And as I said, it's actually fun. It's fun to get these dividends. And right now in 2022, there are a lot of payouts. So I also did one of the other Zach screens. I screened for the one that has over 8% yield and a high rank. I didn't think I'd get that many with that. I mean, over 8%, that's that's a lot. And it had to have a rank of one twos and I think threes were in there, which are the holds, but still that that's a big yield. And I still got 60 stocks. So that is a lot. A lot of them were, um, some are foreign companies, some were in the energy side because that's where some of these big payouts are happening right now. So basically, get those checks because they do add up uh, just you know on the power of compounding say you did buy twelve thousand dollars of a company and it was yielding say this 4.8 percent or thereabouts I'm getting like fifty dollars a month I'm reinvesting that um, over five years I'm getting about three thousand dollars in dividends if I'm getting about fifty dollars a month or obviously six hundred dollars a year. So 3,000 bucks in five years, that's not bad. So my 12,000 is now at $15,000 if I'm reinvesting it. And just if I even got 3% on that money, I'm at $17,000 in five years. So that's not too shabby for my 12,000. I'm now at 17,000 in five years. So gotta love that compounding uh, variable on there. And um, again, that's what adds up to the fun, right? And also just having the investing goals. Dividends allow you to have those goals. So that's why we see these treats like, oh, I'm up to $1,000 a year now in my dividend payouts, which is something, right? If if someone told you you're going to win the scratch off once a year and you're going to get a thousand buck bucks on the scratch off, you'd be pretty happy. I know I would be. I've never won a, I've never won a thousand bucks on the scratch offs. It's time, right? Um, but in all seriousness, it would be a lot of fun to get those kinds of dividends every year and have it compound. Again, you have to put the the money in and you have to put the patience in and the time and allow it to do its thing and slowly compound. And you have to like basically stay in the game. But if you do, it starts to really pay off and that's where the fun um, entails. And having investing goals is a lot of fun, especially if you see them, uh, you know, you're actually achieving them right before your eyes over those number of years. So it's all good. Uh, let me recap the stocks I talked about on this episode. They're all big dividend pairs. So there was 3M. It didn't show up in any of my screens. And I didn't even realize it was paying the 4.8% yield now. But now I can see why all the dividend fans are kind of obsessed with it because that's a big payout. So 3M is just 3M's MMM. Then we had Northwest Bank Shares, ticker NWBI. And then there was Xerox XRX. And then we had Enterprise Products Part or Enterprise Products Partnership. EPD is the ticker with that 7.1% yield. That's pretty juicy. It is a partnership, so keep that in mind. Again, EPD is their ticker. 
Then we had, um, what was it again? The one with the other bank that, that one too had a couple of banks. I'm looking through my notes. Oh, TFS Financial Corp. Don't want to forget them based in Cleveland. TFSL is the ticker. And then Pfizer, the one that's just kind of hanging out there and that keeps coming up in some of my screens with that over 3% yield, P as in Paul, F as in Frank, E as in Edward. PFE is the ticker there. And as always, I'm trying to bring you fun every week here on the Market Edge podcast. Even in these tougher investing times, there's still ways to find uh, ways to make money and growth and have fun while doing it. So be sure to subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Amazon Music, and anywhere else you can get the podcast. But be sure to get us, and I'll see you again next time with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.